we all stand together and honor the man of the Lord tonight. Appreciate Brother McCool. Appreciate the good presence of the Lord that we feel in this house. We want the Lord to bless him, use him. Anybody going to help him preach tonight? We're going to help him, aren't we? God bless you, Brother McCool. Come on, brother. Love you, man. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Come on, I know we can do better than that. Hallelujah. Anybody just started living? Praise God, praise God. Love the Holy Ghost that I feel here today. Amen. Good to be here with each and every one of you again tonight. And uh, been a while, but it's good to see everybody. And uh, I'm kind of like Minnie Pearl. I'm just proud to be here. Praise God. And uh, we're thankful for the, what the Lord has done for us. And uh, looking forward to what God has for us in the future. And uh, <clears throat> I've got a lot to say, but I probably don't have enough time to tell it all. And uh, thankful that God in his mercy has seen fit to keep us around for a little while. Longer, <clears throat> amen, and uh, nearly left this world, and, uh, but I was ready for the world to come, amen, so I'm, I'm grateful for what the Lord is doing. Uh, sometimes we don't understand why we, things happen the way that they do, uh, but God uses those things not only to speak to us, but he uses it for us to reach out and touch other people. And uh, it's, it's phenomenal uh, what the Lord does. And um, we're just going to give God the praise for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Amen. If you got your Bible, turn with me to Second Chronicles. And uh, I'll just uh, ask you to turn with me to Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's just been on my mind here in the last couple of days, and I can't say I really have a bona fide sermon, uh, but I do have something that uh, I think I'm going to share with you. If you'll help me preach, I think we'll get out of here quicker. Amen. Is that all right? Everybody's, yeah, praise God. I see some of y'all saying, oh, glory, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Good to be here with Brother and Sister Moore. Love and appreciate them. Brother Troy, love all of you. And um, uh, <clears throat> we're just going to do our best. Is that all right? Amen. And, um, and uh, God's going to help us. Praise God. Sister McCool, you need to be praying. Hallelujah. You better pray I don't stroke out because I'm feeling my Holy Ghost today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> That's it. Jump on me, Jesus. Hmm. Bible tells us here in verse 15, and he said, Hearken ye all of Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by
by reason of this great multitude. For the battle, battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Everybody say tomorrow. Everybody say go down. Behold, they will come up by the cliff of Ziz. I want you to notice, sometimes God tells us to go down, and we don't want to go down. But God said, I got a battle plan. And I'm going to reveal not only what I want to do in you, but I'm going to show you what the enemy's doing. I'm going to give you a revelation and I'm going to give you a battle plan. And I'm going to show you how incredible I can be if you will just keep your focus on me. And you better stay with me tonight. I, some of y'all ain't ready. Y'all still at work somewhere. You shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. And you shall not need to fight in this battle. you hear it you shall not need to fight in this battle now the word need here is italicized it's been added by the translators so if you simply just read it the way that it is penned it says you shall not fight in this it never calls it a battle the translators added that. God just says you won't have to fight in this. The battle is not yours. The battle is God's. He simply says, set yourselves, stand ye still, and see. Set, stand, and see. The salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not for, nor be dismayed. Here's that word again, tomorrow. Go out against them, for the Lord will, read it, be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord, not worshiping worship, not worshiping the music, not worshiping the sermonizing. Hello. That's the problem we have in Pentecost now. We worship our worship. We, we are impressed by performance and God said I need you to worship me if you really want the victory that's why the church is weak that's why the church as a whole is where it's at today and I'm not going to be negative tonight I'm fixing to get really positive about some things but our issue is that we have misplaced worship and God you know, everybody's talking about the great reset that they want to institute in our world. I've got news for you. God 
wants to reset some things in the church. Notice when the church was really worshiping is when we had the greatest revival. Boy, y'all are quiet. Y'all nervous or something. The Bible said, and the Levites, the children of the Kohathites, and the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, I'm going to show you how this got a hold of Jehoshaphat. He got a word, and the word got a hold of him. I don't think you heard what I just said. He got a word, and the word got a hold of him. Mm, 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 mm. You need motivation? It's not enough to get a word from God. You need to let that word get a hold of you. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Read it with me. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out. Worship and praise is a projection. It is something you do while you are moving with God. So if you want God to do great things, worship. Not just worship God, worship with God. Mercy. Let me skip over here. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves, verse 26, in the valley of Barakah. And there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name was called the valley of Barakah unto this day. And they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem. Everybody said with joy. For the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies praise God praise God and uh, for lack of a I guess a significant title let's just call it this worshiping your way through worshiping your way through praise God put your Bible down help me pray right now righteous God we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that is here tonight Resting upon every saint of God. God, we come to bless you and worship you and exalt that name that is truly above every name tonight. We've got to have your touch. We've got to have your strength. And we come, Lord, not leaning on the power, God, that comes from us, but we come to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting and to believe that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the power that comes through worship is the thing that brings victory, not only today, but tomorrow, and is able to help us to press through in this hour, Lord, of what seems to be weakness. Lord, I pray. 
pray let the Holy Ghost speak to us tonight. I pray let the power of the Holy Ghost rest upon every family under the sound of my voice. Under the bullshot, under Bahia. Lord, break every band. God, break every chain. Break every fetter tonight, Lord, through the worship, God, that is given to you tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the precious name of Jesus, come on, somebody help me praise him right now. Why don't we go ahead and magnify the Lord right Come on, somebody help me praise him. Glory to the Lamb of God. God, I didn't come to go through the motions. I came to worship you from the heart, to bless you, Lord, with the calves of my lips, uh, to honor you tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name, worshiping your way through. There are times that God even directs us to a place that that we really do not understand why God has done what he has done. Why God has set the stage the way that he has set it. He simply does that to get us into a position where we do no longer uh, rely upon our ability and our intellect and uh, our prowess and uh, our financial strength. But God allows us to be placed into a position where oftentimes we really have no other recourse but to simply trust and obey. For there truly is no other way. We simply commit ourselves to the providence of an almighty God and allow that God to begin to set the stage for the mighty things that he desires to do. For in that alone is the only door that God puts before us if we really want to go through and have victory and the miraculous in our life it is simply saying God I'm trusting you to open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can come on somebody can open I want you to understand in the Holy Ghost tonight that when we commit ourselves to what God has set before us there's not a devil in hell that can stop it there's no might of this world that can hold you back. You're not hearing me. I'm telling you, no government can stop it. Amen. They can't keep it from happening. God said, all I need you to do is just worship your way through, and I'll show you my mighty power. Somebody said, praise the Lord. Even the psalmist said, Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and my song will I praise him. He was simply positioning himself, redirecting his worship, not allowing 
needed to be distracted by the things that he was going through or perhaps the lowly and beggarly elements that he had depended upon in the past. I'm submitting to this church. You've got to get in a place in your worship that it's no longer the talent in your worship. It's no longer the the ability to play the song or the greatness of the singer that sings it. You've got to get back to the place with whether there's not any music. I'm going to praise him anyway. If there's not anything ringing true in the church house, I'm going to worship God anyway. You ain't hearing me. I'm telling you somewhere we got to get back to some old fashioned down the heart loving God and worshiping him through it all. You can be seated. It's to that place where we trust him. Where the psalmist said, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. He never mentions, do it if you feel like it. He said, just do it anyway. He didn't say you need to have some kind of an inspiration. He said, just do it anyway. Because if God is not the inspiration, you're not hearing me. If God is no longer the inspiration for our work, Worship. Uh, amen. It is nothing more than a substitute. Uh, we become nothing more than idolaters. Uh, amen. With a sign upon the door. Uh, amen. That tells the world uh, another picture uh, and another story. But I'm here to submit to this church. Uh, it's time to let what happens in the church house uh, ring true. Uh, I'm loving God. Uh, I'm worshiping God. Uh, I'm doing it because he first loved me. So when the psalmist says, oh, clap your hands, all your people, and shout with a voice to God with a voice of triumph, I'm here to tell you I don't do it because somebody is playing the right note on the keyboard. I'm doing it because God is great and God is good and God's brought me through trial and God's brought me through famine and God's brought me through sickness and God's kept me through pain and God's kept me even at the jaws of death. A man wanted to grab my spirit. I want you to know that loving God through it all is all that's going to matter hallelujah because it's that kind of faith that we have to have in the time of despair in the time of sickness in the time of pain in the time of trouble amen Psalm 107 and 19 said then they cried out unto the Lord amen in their trouble listen to me carefully They didn't rejoice, amen, just because it was good. They didn't rejoice just because the blessings of God were falling in their home and in their bank account. It said they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. They learned that the secret of of true praise and worship was to give God glory even when the battle is hot. Even when you're in the hospital. Even when cancer's riddled your body. You're not hearing me. Even when your marriage is on the rocks. Even when your kids uh, are not living for God. uh, I'm going to worship my way through this. Because God's got a doorway to victory. And I'm going to hold on to his promises. 
They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let me read that again. That men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Oftentimes, God is looking for the worship that brings the miracle, not worship after the miracle. Praise God. Praise God. I'm gonna, I, I've just come to deliver something that's been in my spirit since, since I was in the hospital. It's learning to praise God through it. It's learning to worship God through it. It's learning even when you're, you're about to leave this world, you're thanking God all the way through. Because sometimes there comes a time where, where you can't rely on, uh, on the nurses and the doctors. Uh, uh, what money you got in the bank account's not going to avail you anything. Uh, you go ask Job tonight about it. Uh, because Job, even when everything was good, and he honored God, uh, and he honored and praised him, and he worshiped him and made sacrifice, there came the visitation of the storm there came those bandits and those uh, those uh, wicked men that would uh, take away his family and sons and daughters uh, there came a time where, where all of those things came and totally stripped him clean but Job fell on the ground and buried his face in the dirt and said the Lord God giveth and the Lord taketh away but blessed be the name of the Lord Thank you, God, for everything. I'm going to worship you through this. Whether for good or bad, whatever comes uh, to pass at the end of the road, I'm going to praise you and worship you. You see, that is the attitude and the spirit that our forefathers had in Pentecost. That is the attitude during a time this country was in depression and uh, even through the revivals of the 50s that that our people worship God because most Pentecostals we were still having church on the other side of the track uh, amen and uh, and uh, you know I, I listened to some kinfolk that were Pentecostal back in that day and they said son it was a shame and a reproach uh, amen to even mention the word Pentecost much less be Pentecostal amen and you and you didn't let anybody know because you might not have a job tomorrow if they found out but I've come to submit to you they learned to worship God through it all they learned to praise God in the lean times and in the times of blessing they learned to be faithful and thank God because they knew God would bring them through it all praise God praise God praise God here in this scripture that we've read tonight in this text that, that you find the story of Jehoshaphat. You find a man who, who knew and understood the, the ability of the power of God. He, he was a man that had been taught a man to trust the mercies of God. And, uh, and, even, and Jehoshaphat wasn't a perfect man. 
And uh, I'm going to submit something here that, that, that in all of your living for God, your so-called perfection in your disciplines, uh, I've got news for you. It still doesn't merit anything other than to position you to where God will bless and God takes pleasure in your life. Because I've got news for you, except for the grace of God, <laughs> You ain't hearing me. Some of y'all still hung up on, I've got I've to have it this way, I've got to have it that way, and that's what's going to get me saved. No, honey, i got news for you. We're going to be saved by the grace and the mercy of God. No, I'm going to get down to business here. This is, this is our issue. We've, we've gotten to where holiness is like the brazen serpent that we've come to worship it. Oh, some of y'all don't want me going here, but I'm going to go there. Our standards. I believe in standards. I believe you need to have standards. Hello? A river without banks is a flood. Does nothing but make a swamp. You better have standards and parameters in your life. Biblical standards. Hello? Let's get that clear. You understand what I'm talking about tonight. But I got news for you. There comes a time you're not at your best. And you're going to have to rely on the grace of God. And worship God through it all. Because we've come to the place where I, our, our, our entire identification of life is, is wrapped up in those things that will pass away. Hello? No, you're not listening. I don't want you misunderstanding what I'm saying tonight. And I got news for you. It's wrapped up in the mercy of God that he gave us and the grace by which it came. And that's the reason we live holy. That's the reason we worship him. Worship him because all of a sudden now I, 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 I walk right and I spit white. I worship him because of his love for me and his mercies toward us. Boy, it got quiet in here. Because, because you know what that is? I'll tell you what it is. It's our spiritual pride. If you want the power of God back in Pentecost, we're going to have to come back to the doorway of worshiping him with the right motivation. and the. You see, the new convert, the reason why their worship is so powerful and so intimate is because they're worshiping for the fact that he saved me. A filthy, rotten sinner. And here I am just standing here by the grace of God. They've not lived long enough in the church to learn all of our buzzwords. And I, you know, you're not helping me. I'm not. And learning all these things. And, and, and then, and then, then being encumbered with all the hangouts. They just, they just came to God learning to worship God through it. Worshiping him till habits are overcome. Hmm. 
worshiping God, coming to church until victory over pornography is gained. Praising God until, until you lose the desire for old habits. It's coming back to the place where there's the reason for the worship is now pure again. It's not muddled up with all the other reasons we like to use. Is that all right? You stick with what your pastor teaches. Okay. But this is our problem in Pentecost today. And it begins with our worship. There are issues that we need to address in the church. But those things will never be straightened out if you don't get your worship right to begin with. Because the worship that I speak of begins at the altars of God's intentions. Of His purity. Where His sacrifice was made for us. Somebody say amen. And so here is a man that, uh, I'm glad there's no clock on the wall tonight. Praise God. I don't know. I may hang in here a little while. But these chapters of Second Chronicles 17 and, and on through 21, they're devoted to the reign of Jehoshaphat. First Kings, the 15th chapter, it, it mentions him as a successor to a man called Asa. Uh, his name represented peace in Jerusalem and for Israel. It was a representation of, uh, of what must precede what Jehoshaphat himself represented. Because Jehoshaphat represented the strong king. Uh, the one who ruled with great assurity. Uh, and without the peace that comes. Uh, amen. When God is established in our lives. Uh, amen. His righteousness and his power that only comes when worship is placed in his proper perspective. And here, Jehoshaphat, the strong king, he follows peace. He follows Asa. And it's according to those passages of Scripture that help us understand that Jehoshaphat ascends the throne at the age of 35, he reigns for 25 years. He walks in the ways of his fathers. In fact, he is, it is referring to David who, who simply set the precedent, amen, for all of Israel to understand that if you really want God to move in your life and you want God to intervene in your situation and you need God to fight your battles, amen, and that's what Jehoshaphat was following after. No, he wasn't perfect. No, he made alliances that cost him in the long run. But I'm here to remind you, Jehoshaphat never forgot where to go again. And that's the hope that we all have when we stray from God is I know how to worship my way through again 
That's how you get victory over a bad spirit, over unforgiveness, over grudges. Worship your way through it. Because worship is an intimate thing. Worship is coming and loving God, not just to feel the Holy Ghost, but worshiping God until His Spirit works in us. Is that all right? Praise God. According to these passages, Jehoshaphat, he rules and reigns with this motivation. He spends the first years of his reign fortifying his kingdom against the kingdom uh, of Israel and uh, his zeal in suppressing the idol worship in the high places and the groves that is talked about in Second Chronicles 17. It's in the third year of his reign. Uh, he sends out priests and Levites to go over the land to instruct the people in the law which was commanded to do in the sabbatical year according to Deuteronomy chapter 31 and he is, uh, he later reforms a lot of things and starts trying to guide Israel back to a place where the, the favor of God would once again rest on them and uh, and God would once again become the true ideal uh, and focus of their worship sometimes in our humanity we lose our way don't we and it's getting back to the place that even when we've made alliances with sin and alliances with the wrong attitude and alliances, a man that served to do nothing more than hinder our relationship with God. Listen to me carefully, because he formed alliances thinking in his carnal mind that this is the way to do it. But when you truly worship God, you get this carnal mindset under submission to the will of God. That therein is worship. Because worship is not just what I do when I come to this house. Worship is what I do with the life I live. The whole essence and focus and the ideal of my worship is in Jesus Christ. It's his work at Calvary. It's his mercies that are new every morning. His compassions that are great and mighty. It is the ability of God and not in myself that I have come to learn that his love is all sufficient for me. And I worship. I praise him. Because there are times I'm telling you, you're going to have to go back again and fall on that mercy. You're going to have to go back and fall on that grace again. As, as Jesus said, you're going to have to fall on that rock or there's going to come a time the rock falls on us and grinds us to powder. Because alliances are made. Jehoshaphat, in fact, it is his, his uh, son, I believe, that marries the daughter of of uh, Ahab which was Athaliah who sought to destroy the royal seed 
You see, the, the things that we align ourselves with sometimes, we think that they're our friend. We think that, man, we'll, I'll get ahead in life if I just do this. Okay, I'm fixing to get real personal. And, and, and we choose jobs based on a carnal mindset that, hey, man, I can, I can get ahead. I had a young man that I pastored. In fact, a couple of young men that I pastored. And uh, they, uh, they got the idea that, man, we, we got to do something. We got to make some money. And uh, I'm going to go work a shutdown. And uh, they wanted to traipse off to another state. And I knew this was not the will of God. Because there were plenty of jobs to be had right here on the Gulf Coast. That they were going to make the same amount of money. No, nothing. You know, they just had to do it. And I said, it ain't the will of God. They said, but, but I got to take care of my family. I said, well, I understand that. I said, but you got to learn to make a decision. That you're going to love God and keep God first and not money. Because you can't serve God in mammon. Sometimes, sometimes that job isn't worth your soul. And the next thing, next thing we know, they're off. And I told him, I said, you work it for 30 days, you come home. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that. Well, 30 days got to 60. 60 turned into about 120. And the next thing you know, they're away from God, not even going to church anywhere where they were working. And one of them's drinking vodka like a fish drinking water. And they're backslid. And they're away from the Lord. And then they're struggling just to come back to a reality. And I'll tell you, that's always the case when you make substitutes for real worship. I hope I'm making sense tonight. Because when, when, when you start making excuses... And make, what you're doing is making substitutes that take the place of true worship. Now I'm bringing us right back to the cross. I'm bringing us right back to where it matters. The focus of our worship and the motivations of our spirit speak volumes to God. This is this, listen to me carefully. This is the identifying factor that is the difference between Cain and Abel. Jacob and Esau. It is the motivations of our worship. That is why you find Cain running for his life all of his days. That is why you find Esau regretting the very second, the very moment that he thought in himself, I'm going to sell my birthright for a bowl of beans. Never substitute the eternal for the temporary. 
that's an issue that we have to settle tonight. Afresh and anew. You've got to make your mind up afresh. No, you're not hearing me. Because some of you that sit here under the sound of my voice, you think you've settled the issue. And you've not really settled the issue. Because it's reflective in the decisions that you make. And the only way back to the doorway that leads back to victory and God's blessing is you've got to worship your way through. Because when you're blind and can't see your way, your worship will lead you back to it. I feel like I'm not making sense here. If it's recorded, just buy the CD. I want you to understand that it's that it's that it's in these decisions that we make that sometimes we we lose our way, but it's coming back to that place where we find our way again. That that the enemy does not take that laying down, and the enemy rises up to resist us. Can I get an amen? He doesn't take that laying down. He wants to destroy you. And here Jehoshaphat, he realizes that now in his battle with the Moabites, he, he understands that the numbers are not on his side. Uh, the score sheet's definitely not in his favor. He's, he, he is seen in a mass group of people and, a, and an army that is powerful beyond measure. And uh, they don't have enough resources in the city of Jerusalem to even turn it around. He has nothing more to rely on than farmers and carpenters and men that are not skilled in war. But Jehoshaphat understood the value of getting a word from God and worshiping his way through. Stay with me. Stay with me. It's only about 825. Hearken ye all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou, King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord to you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this multitude, for the battle is not yours. Don't you under, really it's a picture of the grace and mercy of God here because you're not going to win this battle on your own. Your self-help books. Dave Ramsey, God bless his heart. He ain't going to help you. Sometimes your finances are so far beyond fixing, Dave Ramsey doesn't even have a program for you. I should have got a real good amen. But he says, don't be afraid or dismayed by reason of this multitude because the battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. Tomorrow, everybody said tomorrow. You know, God can give us a word of hope and inspiration and bring our worship back to a focal point where we're able to find deliverance and audience with God where the word of the Lord comes and lifts our spirit. But there's always a tomorrow 
And worship has to carry you through. Tomorrow, go down against them. You see, God doesn't always eradicate the problem. He just gives you the courage to face it. But not in your power, just with a weapon of worship. I'm here to tell you, some of you, you're not, you're, you're not going to get smart enough to figure this out. You hear me and hear me well. You're, you're not going to get smart enough to get this figured out. Your, your, your PhD and your degree, I'm sorry. It's going to fall short. It's going to let you down. You're not going to come up with a mathematical equation that's going to get it all sorted. You're, you're not going to get wise enough. Because sometimes life itself is just bigger. It's more subtle. It's more transient. It's like the sifting sand underneath our feet. And the only thing that keeps us rock solid is worshiping our way through. I got news for you. Your worship is not your barometer. Your worship is the thermostat. Your worship is what changes the temperature. You see, you know, these bodies are what? How much kilowatt power? Well, if you didn't have the AC on in here right now, maybe you don't have it. Maybe, we, maybe it's just cold enough we ain't got to have it tonight. But you wait till July gets here. And honey child, you're going you're gonna to be saying, Pastor, we, oh, we need to turn the AC on. It'd be like warm up in here. And so he goes back to the back and he taps the buttons on the thermostat. And the thermostat doesn't just, it just doesn't, it's not a thermometer. It just doesn't read the temp. Okay? It changes the atmosphere. And your worship is what changes the atmosphere. In your situation. Tomorrow. Trouble's coming. Tomorrow. It's going to be another battle. Well I thought we just got out of that trial. And I'm getting hit with another one. And you know what they say. They come in threes. Just look at your neighbor and say, tag, you're it. Your turn. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. All I need you to do is show up, and I will show out. Just, just be there for the party. And I'll bring the hooters and the hats. No, you ain't listening. You're stuck on the word hooter. <laughs> Grow up. Done lost my anointing now, praise God. <laughs> Thank you, brother. All the way. <laughs> God's just saying, show up. Worship your way through. 
tomorrow go down by the cliff of Ziz because they're going to come up. I know what the enemy's doing. You can't see it, but I see it. I know what he's up to. Don't sweat it. I've got this thing in control. I got a battle plan. Gonna rock his world. I just need you to show up for the battle. Show up for the party. Just get up tomorrow and just go on down there. And don't worry about what they're doing because I'm going to position you. I'm going to position you. That's the whole thing. And your position can only come through your obedience to the plan. Just show up. Position yourself. You shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel, and you will not need to fight. Oh, 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 oh. Why you even need me to go there? Because if you're going to see it happen and come to pass, you need to be there. No. Oh, God. You know, when I was in school, you at least got credit for showing up. Am I right? Now, I don't know where you went to school. But where I went to school, you, you at least got credit for showing up. And that's what I'm telling you. Because the secret of worshiping your way through isn't just being there. Making yourself available. And he said, set yourselves. Everybody say set. Set yourselves. Basically position yourself. Plant your feet. Occupy that space of determination and faith. And stand still. In other words, just, just get in a place where you're trusting me. Get to the place where your mind is free from the fear and the worry and the stress. Because if you never release yourself from stress, you cannot embrace the faith that comes from God alone. Okay. Let me tell you something. We make this, this is the thing that just gets under my skin is we've got so much spiritual pride in the church. We, I got I got faith. I got this. Well, you know, and then things happen, and then we're crying. I ain't got no faith. And we're on this roller coaster ride. And I've got news for you. It never was about your faith. It was about the faith of God. I'm going to let you think about that. I'm going to let you think about that. Because... Without the faith of God operating in your life, you have no faith. Is this okay? I'm trying to get us to understand that our entire reliance upon victory and revival and harvest and the blessings of God in our families and in our lives and in our churches only come when we get back to the correct focus And worship God through it. 
I want you to just get in a position, set yourself, stand still, and open your eyes for once and see the salvation of the Lord. He's saying if you'll show up and just do your part, I'll take care of you. Do you hear me? Basics is just this. Be faithful. Just keep being faithful. Just keep trusting. Just keep worshiping. Well, I, I worship and I'm not seeing change. Keep worshiping. Sometimes that word tomorrow we don't like because, you know, what we do today, we are upset because it didn't change today, but God says tomorrow. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. I'm fixing to close this. You can stand. Praise God. I've been told by four different brethren to behave myself and, and uh, don't overdo it. You was one of them. Bless your heart. <laughs> That's right. Amen. <laughs> I'll take that. Praise God. Amen. So Jehoshaphat positions himself. Notice, notice he does what the Lord says. Verse 18, he bows his head with his face to the ground. He set himself. And all Judah followed suit. You see, what you do today is what others follow tomorrow. The precedent you set in your family. You got some of these young men, y'all. Y'all think y'all so hot and tough and muscles. Oh, I'm buff. And you looking for that special girl. Well, I got news for you, buddy. You want her to be spiritual? You be spiritual. You want her to pray? You better do some praying. You want your children to live for God? You live for God. Lead them. By your example. Jehoshaphat bowed his head and Jerusalem followed suit. And fell before the Lord worshiping the Lord. Not sharpening swords. You see sometimes God, God don't want you trying to take credit. Everybody say my, my, my. Because sometimes God just puts you in a place you're going to trust me with the decisions I make. And he sends Levites and Korites out there ahead. He's got everybody in position. We're going down. Sometimes going down ain't a bad thing. It lends perspective to your battle. Because it makes you realize how low and insignificant and how weak you really are, but in your weakness, the Lord is made strong. I was in the hospital, and uh, I'm going I'm to make this brief because I know you're standing. 
I was in the hospital. And, uh, you know, the whole month of December, in fact, right after Thanksgiving, I was already having some issues. And so I, uh, through the month of November, and so my heart apparently was in AFib even back to then. But, but it was right after Thanksgiving I went, and I thought, well, maybe I got COVID. Let me go get tested. So I went and got tested, came back negative. So I said, well, you know, maybe, maybe you know, I just got something coming on. We'll, I'll shake it. Well, the whole month of December rocked on, and I thought, well, maybe I've, got, maybe I've got pneumonia because my lungs feel like they're filled up with water, and I just can't breathe. I, have, I would have to sleep reclined up just for me to be able to breathe because I felt like I was drowning when I was laying prone and stretched out. And finally, when January rolled around, and, I mean, it's a miracle. I was so weak at that point. I mean, I was trying to hunt, trying to do things, and, and it nearly pass out walking from the pickup truck to a deer stand. And, and I'm just, man, what is wrong with me? I had to stand here for 15 minutes to recoup just to finish walking to the deer stand and hope I got enough strength to climb up. Amen. And, and I'm sitting here, something is definitely wrong here. And so January rolls around. I go in and go to get another test for COVID. And, and I said, you know, something ain't right. Either I got COVID or I don't. Something's going on here. And if I don't have COVID, you people need to figure this out. Because I'm desperate at that point. And so I walked into the clinic and take me back there and do another, you know, COVID test and nearly pierced my brain praise God and right behind all that they come in with an EKG machine and they run that EKG and my heart rate is running 195 and she says you need to get to the emergency room and so I go to the emergency room and I know I'm stubborn but I didn't know I was that stubborn it took 8 hours was it before they even got my heart rate down enough where they could even put me into a room in PCU. And so they start feeding me meds through the IV and Saturday morning comes and they're going to try to switch me off and put me on another med and, and they got the meds too close together in the transition and my heart rate went from probably about 165 to 170 down to 37. And it was still dropping. And they were on the verge of coding me. And they start bringing in nurses all over the floor and bringing them in to the room. And I told Lauren, I said, you, baby, something ain't right. She said, oh, Dad, you're just, you know, the medicine's kicking in. I said, no, you don't understand. Something's desperately wrong. And about that time, I'm about ready to pass out and fall out of the bed. And when they came in and started working on me, I kept getting weaker and it kept getting worse and kept getting worse and kept getting worse. And I'm doing my best to stay in the fight and talk with them. And they start rolling me out of that room and taking me down to ICU. And it got to the place where I no longer felt like I was laying down in the bed. I literally felt like I was sitting up and trying to raise up out of the bed. And I would look behind those nurses along the walls as they were rushing me to ICU, and I could see angels. And I made the statement, I said, where did all these angels come from? 
not knowing that there were people that were away from God and a preacher's daughter who knows this truth and knows holiness there trying to help this preacher and making my way down there steadily losing the fight getting weaker all the time and when they finally got me down there and I, I don't want to go into any gross things but but when you die you lose control it's incontinence and when you're in that state you you, you just don't care you just don't it, it, it's no longer relevant to you you listen to this preacher those moments of life bring you back to focus. And the entire time I'm talking with God and I'm worshiping God and I'm praying to the Lord and I can't see nurses any longer. I don't see technicians. I, I don't notice that one of the nurses already has that that injection for the heart and ready to put the paddles on me if I flatline. And I don't notice others that are trying to clean me up and, and get me in, you know, get the meds in my system and put new IVs in and all the things that they're doing. I no longer see them. All I see is light filling the room. I've heard people say when they die, they see a light at the end of the tunnel. I, I, that didn't work for me. The whole room was full of light. And the whole room was full of angels. And I can hear them working on me. And I'm trying my best to answer them, but at the same time, my mind's just going so fast that I'm talking with God and I'm saying, okay, God, I'm trusting you. Okay, God, do you want to take me home? I'm fine with that. You want me to stay? Fine. But I belong to you, and my life is yours to do with what you will. And during all of that, slowly starting to come back to an assemblance of my surroundings, I turned around and I, I looked at a young man. What was his name? Jason? Yeah, Jason. I said, Jason, hold my hand. And at first he paused. And he looked at me strange. And I said, you need to hold my hand, son. And he reached out and grabbed my hand. And sometimes, sometimes you don't have the strength. You have to get a hold of the hand of one that does. And I held on to his hand and I looked him in the eye. And it's just that focus. What I'm trying to allude to is that the hand of God in your life is extended to us. And when we take a hold of it, it only happens through your worship. You want God's help. You want God to pull you through. You want God to fight your battle. You want God to intervene. 
put a focus again on your worship. I want us to lift our hands right now. God, I pray tonight. Forgive us, Lord, of our misdirection in life. Help us, Lord, to get back to the place where we put focus again in our worship. The proper perspective where deliverance can once again visit us that can break the strongholds and the chains. God, too many times we said we worshipped you and we didn't see the breakthrough. We said we worshipped you, but we really didn't mean it. We worshipped you and we went through the motions, but we left empty-handed. We, we simply went through all the formalities, God, but we realize now how powerless we are because we lost a focus on our worship of you. But I pray tonight, help us to put our focus on you. You need the Holy Ghost here this night. I'm telling you, put a focus where it really belongs upon the Lord. Amen. I'm here to tell you, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can have it tonight, but you're going to have to put your focus of worship upon the one that bled and died and gave his life a ransom for you that he could purchase your soul for eternal redemption. I'm praying right now for somebody that's going through some things and you've lost your way and you become this discouraged and wonder where's God in all of this put a focus on your worship again and worship your way through it I'm going to open these altars right now we've got time we've got time we've got time I'm going to open these altars right now and I want you to come I want us to gather around the front God, God's talking to some people here God's trying to get you to focus again on what real worship really means. Come on, church. Let's cry out to him right now. Come on, let's talk to the Lord. Let's talk to the Master. Come on, get a focus on your worship. Come on, get a focus on your worship. Don't get a focus on your battle. Come on, don't get a focus on wanting God to do it the way you want it done. Get your focus on the master tonight. Come on, talk to him right now. Let God begin to move in your life again. Let God resurrect hope in your spirit again. Come on, the God's waiting on you. God just said, if you'll position yourself, I'll show you my power. That's all Jehoshaphat needed to do to go ahead and put it in the right perspective. Go ahead and get it in position. And you'll trust me. I'll show you what I'll do. I'll, I'll confuse the enemy. I'll make them turn their weapons on themselves.
Bible said the victory was so great they were three days in gathering the spoil. How great of a victory do you think God will work in your life if you'll just worship your way through? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, the true worship is about our, our 
generation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the Are you thankful tonight to be a true worshiper? That I'm going to show up tomorrow. Showed up tonight. I'm going to show up tomorrow. Because I know God's faithful. And that's all he wants us to do sometimes. Just be faithful. It's not by our talents or skills, our ability. It's just simply that we have faith in him. That he's going to show up. Go to the other side. They got in that boat and headed out. Wasn't too far out there and a storm showed up. 
I don't know how far they got off ashore. But we know they'd been working at it for a while. But they was in the right place. The right time. And that's just what we're going to do. We're just going to be faithful. And we're going to show up tomorrow. Being faithful. And guess who else is going to show up? Because it's his battle anyway. It's his name. It's his body. The church is his. Blood ball. Holy Ghost field. And if we'll just show up with the right spirit, right attitude, God will take care of the rest of it. Hmm. Not confidence in us, but confidence in him. That's the reason we love his commandments and keep them. Because he loves us. And he's going to see us through. Praise God. Amen. That's really it pays to live for him when you're young. It pays for him when you live when you're old. Pay for him to live for him whenever in between. Because nobody knows. But he does. And so we're just going to be faithful. And I want to be faithful to true worship. Not by the music. Not by a certain one doing the preaching. But I want to be a true worshiper. Even times when I don't feel like it, I'm still just going to do it. Because you know what? He's always showed up. And he's always been faithful. So I'm going to be faithful. Let's be faithful. Lord bless you. Let's stand tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate your prayers. Let's continue to pray for one another. Pray for our nation. Uh, keep lifting up one another. Uh, life can, can throw some curves. Life is uncertain. But God's not. God's not. You don't have to question about God. He knows. He's got this thing. Thank God for that. There's great comfort in that tonight. Love you. Appreciate you. Got any announcements? Chickens. Let's don't forget anybody's going to purchase getting some. Get with Sister Lisa tonight. Okay. Don't forget about that. Things go to schedule. Uh, Brother Sanford will be with us Sunday morning only. Sunday morning only. And uh, then he'll be back Wednesday night. Okay? All right. Love you. Appreciate you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.